Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 175. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape Podcast. It is officially summer break for just about everyone, I believe, at this point. Um, although I do learn, I do know there are some people that have the all year round school thing. Which the more I talk to them, the more I think, what a great concept that really is. I mean, shouldn't we all do that? Where you just get like a chunk of two weeks here and two weeks there. I mean, really, after two weeks, aren't we all ready to get back into our normal routine anyway? I don't know about you, but I am. Speaking of being out of school and. And having uh, routines and upset of routines. We have a special webinar coming up this Sunday evening, June 23rd. We're super excited about it. We're pairing up with Laura Lyles Reagan, who has written a wonderful book about raising respectful parents, which is all about how to communicate with your children, um, in particular tweens and teens. And we are going to be having a webinar on the 23rd, June 23rd at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard time I believe is the time and uh, you can find out about that at losethecape.com forward slash teen communication so head on over to losethecape.com forward slash teen communication or you can go over to today's show notes I'm stuttering today like crazy having a hard time with my words you can go to today's show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 175. And you can also um, find the registration there. It's in a big, big uh, image in the middle of the page. And um, it's going to be great. We're going to go over some different ways to talk to your kids and to try and and actually open up some avenues of communication instead of just arguing, bickering, sullenness, you know, if any of those things are happening to you and with you. I know my kids are getting pretty sassy, um, you know, as their routines get out of order. They're staying up a little bit later than they should. They're watching a little bit more TV, playing some video games, doing all those kinds of things. And we're starting to have some um, communications barriers as well. So I'm really looking forward to Laura and all of the expertise that she brings to this. I can't, again, losethecape.com forward slash teen communication. Um, if that doesn't pull up for you, try um, capital T. T, capital C. Um, it might it might be case sensitive. I'm not sure, but um, well, if you have any problems whatsoever, just reach out to us and we'll help you get registered. Uh, we, there will be a replay, so if nine o'clock Eastern on Sunday night does not work for you, go ahead and register anyway, and we'll make sure that you get the replay. Um, to everyone who registers, we'll get a replay. We will also be giving away copies, print copies of our Lose the Cape, a nothing but a teen thing um, book, and also Laura's going to be giving out some print 
print copies of her book as well, but you have to be there in person to get them. So you can join us on Facebook in your mom squad. That's our private group and we will have all the information there or at the Lose the Cape page on Facebook. Go over there and like that page and on the events tab, you'll find information as well. So we're very excited about this um, this collaboration with Laura. She does some really great things. She's been on the podcast in the past, and we're looking. Um, I just I think it's going to be a great opportunity for anyone who is struggling with talking to their kids in a productive manner. Okay. So today we're actually talking about a similar topic, although focused more on younger children. And we have Carrie T. Collins, who is a children's book author and just a wonderful woman all around. She loves to help parents and children work through anxiety and other stressors of that nature. And after we finished recording this episode, she was like, oh my gosh, Alexa, I totally forgot to talk about my anxiety, um, uh, how tapping helped my daughter, helped me help my daughter reduce her anxiety. So she asked that I make sure that we um, that we talk about this. We talked about tapping in an episode in the past as well with one of our guests. And I started doing tapping on my youngest on her forehead and her cheeks as a way to calm her down. She absolutely loves it. So you can find um, her article on tapping either in the show notes today or you can head on over to carrytcollins.com, go into the reading room and look for her article, How Tapping Reduced Anxiety. And she explains all about it and how it has um, helped her with her daughter. And I can tell you from using it myself that it is really, really a helpful tool to use. Okay. So now we're going to go ahead and get into our interview, wonderful interview with Carrie. We talk about her book, You Can Call Me Caitlin, her beautiful children's picture book. We talk about what she has going on in her blog and all the things that she is doing to bring awareness to these topics like anxiety and how we can help our children work through those issues. I know you're going to love Carrie and I know you're going to love this episode. We hope if you're not already subscribed to us on iTunes that you do that, although we hear that iTunes is going to be making some big changes. Changes, but I believe if you are following us and subscri- subscribe to us when they make their changeover, I'm hoping that everything's just going to be broken off into its new little Apple Music area and we'll all be good. But we're not going to stress out about that today. Speaking of anxiety, okay, enjoy the show and we hope we will see you um, in the webinar on Sunday. Hey, hey, mamas, welcome back to another podcast episode. I am your host of the Lose the Cape podcast, Alexa Bigwarf, here with my co-host, Nancy Caviones. I'll just go ahead and throw that out because we're so uh, unoiled (laughs) 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 from from slowing down our production schedule so much. I just figured instead of having an awkward moment there, (laughs) (laughs) barrel on through. So um, as you may have noticed, we've slowed down for summer vacation and just trying to um, focus on our, our families and our lives. So we are bringing you one with my kids at home for the first time, and there may be some chaos and insanity in the background. So just bear with us. <laughs> Happy summer. All right. So, yay. yay. My kids are in camp. Oh, okay. my you are lucky. Um, actually, my kids, okay, we just have to talk about this for a second. Are my kids the only kids in the entire world that hate camps? I cannot get them to go to camp <laughs> or anything. Like, 
it has to be like, I, I say, um, you are going and it doesn't matter because I have to do whatever, whatever. But oh my goodness, I used to, I was shy. So I would always get nervous about camps, but I liked going to them. It was better than sitting at my house doing nothing all day long. Yeah. But I mean, like if I, if, if I had kids that can entertain themselves, I wouldn't be so gung-ho about sending them to camp. But my kid not only cannot entertain themselves, but they fight like cats and dogs. Oh, yes. I'm like, bye. We are getting into some of that as well. Um, Mine uh, mine are pretty good at self-entertaining, but I would just, the thought just occurred to me as I was saying that when I was a kid, we also didn't have video games. I mean, I had an Atari, but we didn't play that very often. And we didn't get that till I was a little bit older, but we didn't have like the nonstop access to movies and TVs. So the real challenge is just keeping them off of electronics all day long as their form of self-entertainment. But I don't know. I watch vacation and they're already vegging out on electronics. I'm in trouble. I don't even know what I did in the summers. I mean, I watched so much television, but I also had like kids in the neighborhood to play with and stuff. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, so, I mean, whatever, if they want to be on the iPads all day, I really don't care. <laughs> and then there's so that. I will be the one to say it. I will be the one to say it. I don't care. I grew up on television and I'm fine. So, <laughs> so you think, so you think. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, let's get into our interview today. We're really excited to have Carrie Collins. I need to come up with a different phrase because I'm always really excited, but I truly am. I love, I love I'm always excited too. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just thrilled. I am thrilled today to have Carrie Collins with us. She's not only a children's book author, but she is one of my authors who published through Purple Butterfly Press. So she's especially special Yay. to us. Yes, she um, has a really special mission though and um, she helps kids and their parents better themselves by making better choices through things like um, problem solving when problems seem insurmountable, taking action, making small choices that can get the ball rolling and creating happy outcomes. So if you have a child that you're trying to work through anxiety or um, maybe some depression or uh, just all kinds of, of issues that our children deal with. She is um, trying to build a business and a life around coping skills and things of that nature. And she started it by writing children's books. The first one is You Can Call Me Caitlin, published by Purple Butterfly Press in 2019. Um, it's, you know, the description here I feel like is so simple, but it's about a girl who doesn't like her name and follows her journey as she makes the choice to change it. But to me, when I read the book, it's about so much more. It's about the optimism of, of someone who realizes that maybe they aren't who or what they thought they want to be and the, um, and the possibilities of taking that on and making their life and making themselves be, you know, their, their, their best selves or whatever. Like, yeah. so it's a great journey. Like, yeah. Like basically empowering themselves. Exactly. Say, like I have a voice. I'm going to use it. I don't like my name. I'm going to change it. And you have to respect that. Exactly. <laughs> and you could, you could take that out. You can like make it a blank and put so many things in there. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, I don't like my hair color. I'm going to change it. That's I don't right. like the way that you dress me. I'm going to dress differently. Like, Yeah, it's such a great message these days, especially as we're trying to empower girls to stand up into their own 
um, into their own selves and into their own messages. And I think, or even boys too, you know, like boys should be allowed to, you know, be whatever they are and not like be boxed into whatever their parents are telling them that they need to be. That's right. Well, should we add Carrie to this conversation? (laughs) I know. I love what you're saying. That makes me so happy that the book has such a positive message. But it's like, as parents, we label the kids right from the get-go because we picked a name, you know, we tell them everything to do. And so the book was to make it so that they would understand how freeing um, they can be. It's it's not yeah. about what we want. It's, you know, it's what they want. And I, I feel sad when I see parents, you know, so dictative to their kids and don't let them um, change it yeah. or change anything. I just read an article the other day about um, a school who would not allow a little girl who changed her name when she was four and now she was seven would not call her by her new name. And she would cry every time the teacher would tell, say her other, like her real name. And the teacher's like, no, I don't use nicknames. So the, the parent is taking it all the way up to the principal. And if they don't make the change, she's going to keep going because that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. why does, this, why does the like, teacher why? care? Like, why is, this, why is this the hill that you want to die on? You know? Right. <laughs> like, I just, you know, this little thing does so much for a kid's self-esteem and yeah. self-worth. You know, and and I think that like we, even if we don't all, you know, want to change our names, I think that I'm probably not the only one that played with like alternative spellings of my name. Oh yeah, I did too. Or just, you know, or like vacillating between, um, you know, people calling me by my nickname and people calling me by my given name. I mean, it just, I feel like you can relate to that. You just have to take it one step further yeah I mean, it took me until I was what 23 years old but when I went into the air force I reinvented myself as Lexi I had always either been Alexa or Lex my whole life and I just felt like Lex was so masculine and I wanted to be Lexi I thought it was way cuter so like all my air force friends from then know me as Lexi they're the only people in the world that call me Lexi so I always That's know so when funny yeah. oh that is funny I That's love so it funny. I oh. definitely don't think of you as a Lexi no <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> I, I just Perhaps that's why it never stuck. <laughs> In general, I have always liked Alexa as a name. Until I like Alexa too. Came. Oh my gosh, y'all. We were at my grandma's house this last weekend and she has an Alexa. We set that thing off just all day long. That poor <gasps> thing was like, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're asking me. <laughs> every, time I sign in, every time I sign into Amazon and like the thing at the top is like, Alexa. <laughs> I'm like... I I always wondered if you had one. (laughs) Well, I, this is a funny story. You know, I started doing these, um, these daily briefs on, on the Amazon Alexa, because you can do these short one minute briefs and um, people can go in and get daily training, right? So you can go over and if you have an Alexa, you can sign up for these little, you can sign up for news reports. You can sign up for really whatever you want to. So I started doing these quick, like author daily author minutes and they run for about a minute to two a piece. So I needed an Alexa so that I could figure out if they're running properly. So I ordered myself, uh, it was around Thanksgiving or Christmas. They were doing a discount on the little Echo Dots. So you could get like three for oh. the one or whatever. So I ordered three of them and I don't have enough room on my phone to add another app. So I haven't done anything with them. So they're still sitting on my 
my dresser waiting for me to do something with them. But long story short, yes, I do have them and you can change the name. And my children have been waiting patiently, not so much for me to set up <laughs> little echo dots so that they can order me around. And I was like, oh no, the first thing I'm going to do is change the name from Alexa to Echo Dot. So you <laughs> right, so the book even goes to, you know, the Echo Dot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, I got kids that you should, kids, I mean, we have a, um, a home pod and uh-huh. you should hear my kids like, Siri, do this. Siri, mm-hmm. do that. Siri, tell me this. Oh my God. Yeah. Kara's <laughs> kept so ordering around the Alexa at my grandma's house. She thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Okay, let's get back on topic here. Um, Sorry. What is really interesting about, well, first of all, let me finish reading your bio because we jumped right into that. So she also blogs about parenting and kids issues, offers plenty of tips and other advice. And we want to get into that on the types of things that you're working with and blogging about um, some cool stuff going on with meditation and journaling and all of that stuff at Carrie. She is an unusual Carrie spelling. It's K-E-R-I-T Collins dot com forward slash reading room. And of course we will have all of these links and everything in the show notes. And the big exciting news that we get to announce today is that book <gasps> number two is coming. Yeah! I'm so A big excited. change okay. for Daisy, which I don't know anything about yet, except for she's working on it. So I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, I got to peek at the book when you sent it the other day. Okay. Oh, good. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the premise of the book. Are you using the same illustrator? No. So I, it's a not I'm part of the Caitlin series, obviously. It's, um, it's a whole new thing. My, well, where the book came from was um, my dog um, sitter is an artist. And so I got, I have a bulldog and then I got a Chewini and oh my gosh, the poor Chewini just torments my bulldog. And so it's <laughs> funny. So I thought, oh my gosh, what a fun story to write about, you know, Daisy having this huge change. And so my dog sitter illustrated it for me. And then oh, I wrote all, yeah. And then I wrote the words. I know, she's and never I, done this before. It's her first yeah. time. And oh, I have wow. to say that when I first, you know, when you first came to us with the, you know, when you told us the title, right. I was like reading through the book, like the first few pages, I was like, is this a book about having like a new baby in the house? I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, a new sibling or something. And then I saw that it was like about the two dogs. Like, yeah. So it can go many different directions as yeah. well. Just like the Caitlin book. It'll be fun where people getting new siblings, they can use it. And then it's about how Daisy adapts to the change, how she comes up with new ideas and how at the end she really likes that she accepted the change and they accepted each other for who they are. Yeah. So it's, it was, a, or I think it's a good message, you know, for kids yeah, to have. That is a good message. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Voice my well, kids to read it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, okay. So in Caitlin, you know, you have this big empowerment message and then the message in this one is the whole acceptance of change, which yeah, I'm, change. I'm excited to, I have a seven-year-old that does not, does not deal with <laughs> well at all. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, and at the back of the book, I'm going to have um, tips for kids and the parents okay. on um, how to do change or how to accept change. In the back of, um, you could call me Caitlin too, right? Yeah, I have tips on telling your truth and what it means, um, you know, to tell your truth for the kids. So I do have tips in that one. So I want to make sure I'm always going to do that. You yeah. know, it's it's super interesting because speaking of telling your truth and name changes and everything, um, when we first started discussing your book, we had just interviewed Nathan um, Freshette about um, the whole transgender topic. He oh, yeah. 
transgender, was born identified female, and is now almost fully transitioned. And um, during his interview, we had talked a lot about mental health issues with transgender. And the thing that he brought up in his interview was the importance of family and friends calling you by your chosen name and like how much a difference that makes in their in their outlook on life, basically. And so when we first started reading this book, I remember we had this discussion and I was like, mm-hmm. did you ever think about it being something that you could share with the transgender community? And you were like, no, I hadn't, but that's an interesting way to pursue. Yeah. So I did send the book to Nathan because he's very, very straightforward. And I knew that if Good. he didn't think it was a book that would be applicable, he would be like, uh, no, but he didn't. He, he said he looked at it and he thought that it could be very applicable. So, you know, that's not the intent of the book, but I right. would say that if you have somebody who is, who, who is struggling or, um, as we talked about in the past, you know, just being able to learn how to identify and maybe appreciate it from the perspective of this is something that's really important to this child. They have decided that this is what fits them. This is who they are. This is who they want to be and how important it is for us as their friends and family and loved ones and teachers to acknowledge that regardless of the reason. Right. And I, I started researching that so that I can um, help the transgender kids too, because I think that would be awesome. Yeah, what Alexa right. just said reminded me of the thing that you posted the other day about how um, you and your daughter and your husband were, um, you, was, you watched a movie or something, but the three of you got like three different things. <laughs> yeah, we went to a musical. Yeah, and I think it's the same thing with the books. Like, you're going to get the message. I think what you mm-hmm. said was is that you all you hear the message that you need to hear. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, so Yeah, that's my true. favorite. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I wish more English teachers would get that because I remember getting a really horrific grade on an assessment of a novel that I wrote my freshman year of college. And she was like, that is not what the author intended. Oh, no. it. Like, How do you know? You weren't the right. author. that's so so sad because when I was an English teacher I mean it was all about um you know reader reader response Mm -hmm. you know like everybody responds differently to the text that they're reading and it's all valid as long as you could back it up with evidence I have to throw that in (laughs) I thought I gave plenty of evidence but I mean you know whatever anyway let's get to the topic of um of what you're doing to help because I think this is fantastic I mean I don't know if you and I have ever had this conversation before but mental health of children is like such a massive massive mental health and just overall well-being and health of children is a massive for uh, part of my platform and, and what I'm super interested in. Um, I have a son with ADHD and, um, and it's a real mental health thing. And he really, you know, sometimes suffers from a lot of stuff from that. And um, I've suffered through depression and um, oh, yeah. I just think that, that we see more and more and more of it. Um, the rise in suicide rates amongst young children. I heard of a right. first grader that is <gasps> suicide not too long ago. Thank God they weren't oh. successful. But it's like, you know, there's there's a lot happening in our society, and this whole idea of um, coping skills and doing, mm-hmm. you know, talking about things and doing things, I think, are so important. So let's talk about the types of stuff that you're doing and how you help. 
Yeah. So I'm working with, well, I do it with mostly with my daughter right now, but through my books, you know, for the other kids. And I, um, when Kate, for some reason, Kate Spade hit me when she committed suicide, I was like, Oh my God, what if she had these tools that I've been, you know, just preaching to my daughter, you know, over and over. What if she had those tools? Would she have committed suicide? Could she have dealt with everything that was in her life? And it makes me so sad. So that's one of the reasons why I keep, um, trying to get as many messages out there. Yeah. So I use meditation with my daughter. We journal every single night. Um, not every single night. I lied. Uh, we try to do it every night. We have, we have the intention. <laughs> yeah, we have the intention, but you know what we do? So everyone always says how journaling is so private. Well, it is private, but yet if you're not willing to share, you're, yeah. then you're still like holding it inside. So what I'm trying to teach her and through my um, blogs as well, I, you know, I have give tips and stuff on journaling is write it. And then we all tell each other, my husband, her, and myself all share what we wrote. And then we kind of talk about it. And a lot of times when I journal, I'll start crying. Like when I, you know, say it. So then it's, um, she sees my emotion and how, you know, close it is to me. So then she knows, cause for the longest time, like she wouldn't cry. She didn't want to show her emotion. She didn't want to share. So once she saw that, and then my husband cries too. So he, you know, he seems like <laughs> just imagining the three of you yeah. sitting there reading right, we, we all sit in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> we do it at night. We sit in our bed and we all, you know, talk about it because I think it's a huge thing for us to learn to share our emotions in all relationships. Yes. You know, it's, yeah. It's huge. And what I'm also working on is relationships like with my um, husband, him and I want to do workshops as well. And share, and how do you share this, like, in your relationship with it? How do you share it at work? Because we call it clearing the lint. There's so much lint. If you don't share, it just keeps piling up and you get angrier and angrier. So the more we share, the more I think um, it clears you and you're free. So then you can be happy and, you know, communicate better with each other instead of having this, like, pent-up anger. So that's a huge thing that I'm doing. So there's so many things that are really important with that. And the one is that, especially these days, I think it's really important that our children and and children and parents are in open communications with each other Mm -hmm. because there's just so much stuff we have to be able to talk about and not like in, I feel like in our lifetimes, at least for me, my experience was my, we didn't talk about certain topics ever. Right. Right. And I, I feel like that's just not possible these days because they're going to hear it from somebody. They're going to try things. They're going to do things. And there's just right. so much it on the internet. Everything. Yeah. But you nailed it too with the communications between partners as well, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's no secret to our audience that um, I've had struggles up and down and it always comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. We love each other. We just don't know how to talk to each other because we don't know how to share very well. So I think it would be very, very difficult. You need to come up with a way to like, for people who are really uncomfortable sharing, how do you start? <laughs> how do you I start work. slowly? <laughs> I know. Well, we do have a, um, a phrase we call, it's called share your SHIT. I don't want to cuss on the thing, but you said, but it, <laughs> we've said worse. We've okay, said- <laughs> good. I mean, I think that it's not just, you know, the, the first hurdle is being comfortable sharing, but then the second hurdle is also being comfortable hearing it mm-hmm. like when somebody is sharing with you I mean it can be sometimes like I like have a thing where like somebody will share something with me and I just feel like I should say something but I don't know what to say and I'm just like uncomfortable with the emotion that yeah is sharing causing right. and so it's just kind of you know and if you're the person doing the sharing that's also like another fear that you're gonna share and then people are just gonna be like 
Uh, okay. <laughs> well, that, yeah, right. That's a huge thing because my I I share and I want to talk about it right away. Like, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. But my husband, he needs. We always tease. He needs thirty days. So I know I can share. He's getting better. Come back. He's getting better, but so I share, and then I know I have to let him go away and process it. And then he comes back and then we talk about it again. So it's almost like you have to find each other's communication styles, how you work and still be willing to say like, oh, it takes me a while to process this. Yeah. Some things like I replay the dang conversation over and over oh, in my head too. and it's, it's the easiest thing to get it out of my mouth. But, and I don't mind sharing to him, you know, he's very caring and stuff, but sometimes I just can't get it out. And yeah. then I finally do. And I'm like, ah, oh, that wasn't so bad. You know, I can do this. And then, you know, we have our conversation about it. So we make it like a yeah. safe place you know, to well, share. Nan Nancy knows, cause I will talk to her for like 15 minutes at a time on Voxer when I'm like, <laughs> I'm creating these stories in my head yes! happening. And you know, it's so nuts because whether it's in my personal life or with my clients, like I do the right. same thing both places. I'm like, why did they do that? What was the intent? Did they, do you think there was a harsh, <laughs> like what, why would they say that? What's going on here? What would, and uh, you know, it, it often, it's a complete misunderstanding from yeah. one side or the other. And if mm -hmm. you just stop like spinning wheels about it, wait, I mean, it, this happened uh, yeah. so many times. That's, you know, why, like, that's why I always recommend that people read Byron Katie because she has this book called, um, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's <laughs> called, but basically, <laughs> the, whole point, the whole point of the book is that we, we make up these stories in our heads mm -hmm instead of just dealing in the truth, you know? And so right. you always have to ask yourself, is it true? Yes. And if you, like, get yourself in this cycle where you're, like, making up stories, then you're just, like, making yourself depressed and miserable mm -hmm. and anxious. But if you just stick to the truth, like, is it true? And you can't, you know, and it's, like, not fair to... Um, make thoughts for other people right you no, don't know what they're thinking unless you talk to them and so you really need to like turn it inward and be like okay what is what is true yeah. what is it's true that um this happened and i haven't gotten a response and it's making me feel this way right, right. But you can never know what the other person is. No, thinking. not tell you. I always happen. tell people to read Byron Katie because it really just, um, you know, she said that like you know people who make they make up stories because it they they it makes them feel they would rather be like angry mm -hmm. with somebody else. Yeah. You know. So yeah. Would it be in loving what is? Um, yeah, loving what, yeah. Is. loving what is. It even says, "Is it is that true?" In the um, in yeah, the thing. So yeah. I'm ordering yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> we used to talk about that a lot. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she like has a lot of. St it's really helped me, like in my relationship with my husband, actually, because I, you know, I really try to like keep that in mind, like when we're having like. A spat or whatever you want to call it <laughs> discussion also, I also I've been able to recognize when he's doing it right mm -hmm. you know like he'll we'll be driving and he'll like get pissed off at something or somebody and like say something and I'm like but you're kind of making an assumption right like you don't actually know that those people are just standing around doing nothing 
Right. So, That's so funny. I say stuff like that too. You know, he'll just be like talking about like construction or something like that. And he'll get like so mad. I'm like, they could be on their lunch break. They could be taking a water break. They're not just standing around doing nothing just to piss you off. Right. Right. <laughs> and a lot of times we say like when you're angry at someone, you're really angry at yourself. Right. You know, if you, if they got deep or day on inside, you would realize you're mad at yourself because you didn't do something or you're running late or you messed up or whatever it is. You're yeah. normally angry. So I always do that when I get angry. I'm like, oh, all right, why am I angry at myself? What did I do? Or what am I not doing that I'm supposed to be doing? You yeah. know, things like that. So I try so, to teach my daughter all that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm, I'm just kind of curious when you started the journaling routine with her. Um, well, first of all, we need to mention your journal, which I have. Yeah, that's podcast. what we use. So I gave that to my daughter and she loves it. It is so cute. Oh, good. Again. What is it? What? The name of the journal? Um, uh, Daily Sparkle Journal. Daily Sparkle Journal. So y'all have to and go it's over on to my website. website. It is so yeah. cute. Ella loves it. I think I'm going to have to, now that we've had this conversation, go order one for Karis. And um, wait, can you one. make one that's a little more masculine? Because then I can order one for Do you want Brayden. me to? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. That's and then idea. I can order Fine. one for Brayden and we can have our journaling. You know, he's 12 <gasps> now. So I'm kind of at the I need to catch him now because if yeah, I try yeah. it next year, he's going to be like, mom, I'm not doing this with you. But <laughs> yeah, no, I could. I, I know. Be able to catch him now. But um, <laughs> no, I think that's great. So how did you get started with it? And, um, and you know, can you walk us through what my what path routine looks like and how someone who's never done an exercise like this would, would start out? Yeah. So I started journaling um, myself probably about seven years ago, I uh, finally, I call it my wake up period. I woke up and looked at my life and was not happy about where I like, what the heck, how did I ended up here? <laughs> and so I stopped and redid everything. I ended up getting a divorce. I was in an unhealthy relationship, but you need somewhere for those feelings to go. If there's nowhere for them, you know, there's no outlet. So I started journaling every day. I, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Gabby Bernstein. Yes. Um, I follow her. She's one of my favorites. So um, she always talked about journaling. And so I just started journaling and I felt so much better every single time I did it. I'm like, and then I thought this would really be good for my daughter. So I came up with a little um, journal, but it, in the journal, it does tell you the kid, it's a little rhyming thing that tells the kids, like um, gives them ideas of what to do. There's a morning one and a night one. So you don't have to do both. It's like, as long as you journal a couple times a week, you know, as long as you get into it, it's so much better for you. So I introduced it to her probably six or seven months ago um, again like I've done it several times and it doesn't stay consistent because I don't have her full-time being divorced you know so she goes back and forth and when she comes she and she's fine with it because it's we make it fun and it, we um, she just talks about her day you know we don't give any rules you, you know you could say what you're grateful for we give tips at first and just like the book will tell you different um, ideas on what you can journal on there's words at the bottom of the journal as well that you can journal like something to like be happy what makes you happy and then you can journal on things like that so it gives you tips and ideas and she she picked her own thing because she's kind of very independent you know <laughs> and she decided um she journals about her day and someday she'll say like oh you know what? i'm so grateful for my mommy and uh tim my new husband and she'll tell us why and you know i had a great day so it's just we make it fun i think at the bottom line for the kids you have to make it fun yeah and and so um, we do it at nighttime after we've all or she's showered and stuff and sit on the bed with the dogs and <laughs> kind of chaotic, but we get through it and um, we enjoy it. That's awesome. um, and, I, and I think it works. 
Um, so how do you how does she ever say like um, I wrote in my journal today, but I really don't feel like sharing it? No. Yeah. Because so. she hears, I think, how deep like we share, and so she um, never has said that to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she's always willing to share. I mean, there's some things um, outside of journaling that she has a hard time talking with, like talking about the transgender. Um, she just had a friend tell her that um, she is a girl and she, you know, wants to be a boy. So she had a little bit hard time, you know, coming out with that. But I think she just doesn't know a lot about it is yeah. why, you know, yeah. and she had a friend there. So we, but we talk about it and I, and if it is hard for her, I'll ask her questions. Like, why was it hard? You know, what can we do, you know, to make it easier for you to communicate different things. So it's always about just being open and asking as many questions. And my husband teases me because I just question, question, question until, you know, you get to the bottom of it and you can, you know, make it, everything feel better. Yeah. If that makes I, sense. I mean, I get that feel like, you know, especially as your kids get older. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like big on letting my kids like have their private thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, and like not, you know, I'm not feeling like, I have to know everything or that they have to tell me everything, you know? So, um, so, you know, so I wonder about that, you know, like I would never like want to make them feel like I'm going to be hurt or offended if they don't want to share. Oh, right. No, not at all. If they don't yeah. want to share, you know, they don't have to share, but just show them that you're sharing. So like you journal too, if you guys all want to do it together and you don't have to do it as a group, that's just what we choose to do. And okay. it works for us. Um, and she's always been willing to share so far. I mean, we haven't got into the boy stage or anything. She's only, (laughs) she's she's 11, right? She's going to be 12 at the end of this month. So she's going into seven. I know. I can't believe it. (laughs) Going into the no boys yet or nothing. So that's good. Uh, You're lucky. I know. (laughs) My son's rising seventh grader too. For some reason, I always, and I, I pictured your daughter as much younger. I didn't realize they were the same age. That's I didn't either. Well, yeah. I want to give a plug actually to some books that actually the very, some of the very first books that I published under Cat Biggie Press um, were four journals written by um, a woman, um, an American woman who lives in Australia. Her name is Chelsea and um, Chelsea Lee Smith. And she has this, this uh, website called momentsaday.com. But she did these four journals that I think um, would, are, they're really, they're, they're gender neutral, um, but they're really great because they have different um, age spans. Like she's got little questions that make a big difference. 50 drawing and journal prompts to inspire personal growth in children. Mm. And I'll put the links. You can go to Cat Biggie Press and look under our books at catbiggiepress.com and look under our books, but I'll put the, the links in there. But she has, she has four of them. And what I love about them is that um, she's got the little questions that make a big difference, 25 drawing prompts to inspire personal growth in children. So she has for all ages. And then there's 100 journal prompts to inspire personal growth in parents and 75 um, journal prompts to inspire personal growth in youth. And, um, and they're, they're really cool books. And I, I'd love to, I mean, I'd love to see her doing more with them and and getting them out. Um, But as we were talking about it, I was thinking, man, those would be really great for either um, if you have somebody who you, you want to just give them, 
you know, their own space to journal as well. And it yeah. includes the parenting stuff and then, um, and yours, we'll put all of these on the website. Cause I, I, I truly believe that with everything, like there's a type of journal and a type of, right. um, style that fits everybody. So, yeah, um, exactly. And this we one all get our great. own message. Yeah, these these are all. I think it's. I, I was a journaler all my life. Um, I started writing in a diary as young as I could write, and all Aww. the way through high school and college, I journaled. And I I stopped about well about the time we lost Catherine. Actually, I stopped Aww. journaling, and um, I'd really like to get back into it. But it's like everything else. Like it's just once you've lost that that. Um, yep. You know, and part of it is we're just busy. Right, yeah. Kids, we're all over the place. By the time I get in bed at night, I'm like, <laughs> no. Do another thing. What What I started doing was, um, my sister had given me like this little, um, like Japanese notebook, mm. and um, you know, and when she gave it to me, she also gave me like a fancy pen. And when she gave it to me, I was like looking at it, and I felt so much pressure. To like use it and use it well <laughs> and like write something like profound in it because it was like this, <laughs> this like beautiful Japanese. So <laughs> but then I um I had read something somewhere about how um it was like a blogger or something I don't remember about how she sometimes literally all she writes is like one line about yeah. something that happened that day and so I keep it on my nightstand and I try to do it. Um, every, for a while, I was doing it every night, but um, I sometimes all I write is like, "Today we took our first California camping trip," or you know, "Today, you know, Alice moved up to middle school." Like just just one like like, little thing, so that if I were ever to go back to it, that one little thing would be enough to kind of like Man. trigger. Like whatever I was feeling that day, and maybe be able to write about it later. So I tried to like take that pressure off of myself. Oh and, yeah, uh, and just write like just like one thing. I know? wish I had done yeah. that when my kids were little because I would have loved to have just written today. Braden said his first word, and it was. Because I'm like I don't remember. <laughs> I thought I was. I'm like I, I'm like, I, I know. Deep in my Facebook archives, <laughs> to remember what my kid's first word was. Oh I'm like, you know what? Um, <laughs> I actually created an email address for my daughter who she doesn't know about, and so anytime she does something that I want to remember, I just send her an email. Oh, and then when she turns eight, idea. yeah, when she turns eighteen, um, she'll get this email address, and then and I send pictures because she's an ice skater, so I send videos oh. like things like that. Send it oh, all there. Awesome. Yeah, because that's easier for us. So you've been doing yeah. that since she was born? Not since she was born. I only, I got the idea probably about four or five years ago. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's, a, yeah. that's like a good archive. Yeah. That's and awesome. especially like through the divorce, you know, I'm sure she is, when she's older, going to have all these questions and stuff. So I just kind of like explain different things and whatever yeah. I'm feeling that I want her to know, you know, because sometimes you want to know who's your mom and dad. Yeah. So, you know, I would, I explain things um, or tough situations, you know, that we had gone through. And I mean, I, yeah, she is yeah, like, I love, it. I love that. I mean, my mom, my mom just kind of like had this box where she would just like, oh, <laughs> but um, she, at one point when she was moving, like she pulled out the box. I was like in college or maybe out of college by this point, but I like loved going through the box. I was mm -hmm. like, wow. 
you know, like, these are the things that she saved, and they, like, meant something to her, you know, it wasn't, like, just, like, you know, and now I do the same thing for my kids, because I remember that feeling of, like, wow, look at all these things from my childhood that I didn't know that my parents saved, and I'm gonna look through this box, and it's, like, it's, like, a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it will help them remember. Yeah. Yeah. And another it. thing we do is at dinner time, you know, around the table, we all say like what we're grateful for, for the day. And that um, helps, you know, spark conversation and makes her think of being grateful. So yeah. you could also do that journaling. If you don't, can't think of anything, what am I grateful for? And just jot down the thought. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, okay. Well, this is a really fun conversation. We've talked yeah. about a lot of great topics. Um, I just want to remind everybody that the name of the book is You Can Call Me Caitlin, and you'll be able to get all of the show notes and information and links and everything like that over at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 175. It will be episode 175. And, um, this is just, I would love for you to just wrap up with any last thoughts you'd like people to know. And of course, make sure people know where to find you in case they never make it over to the website. <laughs> well, they can find me anywhere with KT Collins. So it's, um, you have to remember my middle initial because there's some director, I think, called named K or Carrie Collins. So you can find me on my website, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, um, which Alexa, are you on Pinterest? Because you could do so good on Pinterest. All I your am stuff. on Pinterest, but I don't know how to use it. Maybe you can. Oh come my in gosh! And I know. Us. <laughs> I might have to because I can, I don't have everything yet because I want to build courses for um, adults and for kids. Um, oh, are you someday. registered for our free webinar tomorrow? Yes, I am. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, totally. I can't wait because I build courses for my husband. Um, awesome. He does um, consulting and things. So yeah, I would love to be able to. I just can't wait to get all my stuff out there. Cause I have yeah. a whole list of things I want to accomplish. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned. And when, um, well, we haven't even talked about publication date for, um, Daisy. So we'll have to talk about that, but we will be sure to let everybody know. I would guess it's going to be, uh, late fall, early winter by the time we get everything wrapped up and ready to go. So It'll be fun. Aware of all of that. And um, yay, this has been great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. (laughs) With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.